a new station, The Voice of Islam, with live discussions, religion and culture. Understand the true teachings of Islam with The Voice of Islam. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to this week's edition of Pathway to Peace, a live show which takes an analytical look at the current issues and trends affecting us all, trying to find answers to the political peace, economic peace, social peace and inner peace. My name is Nasir Sajjad and I'm your host for today's show and joining me in the studio is fellow Pathway to Peace presenter Asif Ashraf. Over the uh, next couple of shows, myself and Asif will be looking at a set of principles that we as Amdi Muslims are expected to adhere to and how they affect our everyday lives in relation to current issues that affect not just non-Muslims but society as a whole. Not just Muslims but society as a whole, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, these principles, or as we call them, a pledge of allegiance taken by uh, Amdis, contain 10 conditions. And to give the correct name, it's called the 10 conditions of Bayat. Uh, at this point, I will take a step back and uh, point out, before we talk about those principles, uh, a bit of background, starting by the actual conditions themselves and what they are. As you may know or may not know, uh, we are Amdi Muslims. Uh, we have accepted the promised Messiah as predicted within Islam by the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Uh, his name is Mirza Ghulam Muhammad and came from Guardian, India. And he's not just the promised reformer that Muslims are awaiting, but also the reformer that various other religions are awaiting. You can read the full history of this on uh, www.islam.org. As a part of this acceptance of the promised Messiah is taking this Pledge of Allegiance that I mentioned, which contains these condemned conditions, which anyone who accepts the promised Messiah declares themselves to be an Amdi and needs to abide by. So what are these 10 conditions? I'll just quickly list them myself and then we'll get into the discussion. Sure. Okay. So con- uh, number one, uh, that to the last day of his life, he shall abstain from what we call shirk, which is associating partners with God. Number two, that he shall keep away from falsehood, cruelty, adultery, dishonesty, disorder, rebellion, and every kind of evil. Number three, that he shall offer prayers five times daily. Number four, that he shall not inflict injury on any of Allah's creatures. Number five, that he would bear hardship for the sake of Allah, that he shall not follow a uh, vulgar... Number five, sorry, uh, number six, uh, apologies, that he shall not follow vulgar customs and guard against evil inclinations. Number seven, that he shall discard pride and haughtiness, live in humility and meekness. Number eight, that he shall not hold his faith, dignity and the welfare of Islam dearer than his own life, wealth and children. Number nine, that he should have sympathy for all of God's creatures and devote his talents to their welfare. Number 10, that he shall establish brotherhood with me, i.e. the promised Messiah, uh, obeying in all good things and firmly adhere to those rules to the last breadth of his life. So, and I won't go into the history of this pledge. There's a bigger history uh, as to when this allegiance came about. Um, And again, please go to www.islam.org where you can look at that history. However, I would look to like to look at it kind of in a, in a kind of a, you know, there's these separate parts, but look at it in in, in a holistic way, I guess. Um, you know, why take a Pledge of Allegiance uh, in the first place? What is what is this, specifically these 10 conditions I'm talking about? Right. And we can talk about the Pledge of Allegiance as well. Yeah, um, I think one thing that stands out about this is that um, if you want to become a Muslim, obviously it, one of the simplest things is the the shahada, right? Which is yeah. the, uh, i.e. The, the oneness or the recognition of God um, that he is only there to be worshipped and mm-hmm. that Muhammad, peace be upon him, is his messenger. So you've got a very simplistic statement of belief that says you are a Muslim. Where the context of being an Ahmadi Muslim is encouraged to, when you become into that fold, into that area, you accept that promised Messiah and so forth. Um, and you accept that as your path towards your religious peace and so forth, you see that as a path of truth, then there are these 10 conditions of, of bad or these ten, uh, this allegiance. So the question would be, is, is is allegiance a very Muslim thing to do or not? And, and yeah. first and foremost, it's worth just stating that an allegiance has been something that um, it's not necessary in terms of your, uh, to be, a, you can still be an Ahmadi and not necessarily do the allegiance. It just means that if you want to enter the fold, it is that, that requirement for you to, to partake in that. Um, but the concept of allegiance has been used even in, during the time of the Prophet Muhammad. He used that uh, element as well. And there are a few areas where it's been um, stated by people who are the followers where, you know, um, for example, Abad bin al 
As-Samet. So apologies for the name if I've got it wrong. So also narrated that... Uh, this we, is Hadith. This is Hadith that came through. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. We, we pledged at the hand of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, on the, on the conditions that we will uh, listen and obey during the times of comfort and also during the times of hardship, during periods of joy and also during type periods of pain, and that we will not argue with those in authority. And wh- wherever we might be, we will hold fast to truth and will not be afraid of the objections of any of any critics and and that was there's also um narrations by Hazrat uh, Aisha, which is the 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 wife of of the Prophet Muhammad, yeah. also mentioned, you know, that he even took uh, those pledges from from the women in in the in the Muslim community at the time. So there are a number of, of narrations of of those pledges be taking place, right? So there's a commitment. There. So there's a strong historical Islamic context on Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. So there is that, and and in, in the Ahmadiyya faith, that's taken forward, and, and you have these ten ten elements to it. Where it becomes interesting is that. Essentially, these are these are like commitments that you make, but essentially also they're a framework mm-hmm. from which you you uh, develop yeah. as well, and and it's a, essentially a great foundation for for this. And I think why I think this is important in the pathway to peace side of things is because we look at it in terms of, for example, you know you can you you look at personal development as a sector. People always have a number of your top tips to self-improvement etc yeah. and you'll have numerous kind of self-development gurus yeah. come along uh, and you know different trends and different times that these things come along so what I see these these 10 commitments there are translatable yeah. and I think to some extent quite translatable in, in the wider world um, but also they demonstrate um, a framework with even in your a religious realm mm. and I think they're really interesting as, as a thing and the, the way they the structured from, from 1 to 10 is also very interesting and I think that's what I think really what we're, I'd love to us to explore today as well yeah. to go through the, and sort of share the, the insight that we have with us and yeah it's interesting that these conditions are nothing that's they actually focus you towards those important principles of becoming Muslim because okay yeah there is five pillars of Islam Okay. Yeah. And um, to become Muslim, as you mentioned just a, like a moment ago, is quite. Uh, you can, you know, you, you say the Shahada, and you know, you you make that kind of allegiance in, in a way, or you make that kind of acceptance. Yeah. But being a Muslim means more, you know, than changing your way yeah. of life. Yeah. And I suppose in a way, these principles give you that focus because there's nothing in it that is not already written in the Quran. Obviously, yeah. you know, it's always come from. You know the source. You know there's nothing in it that contradicts that. Anyway, it's all come from that. It's all a part of that. Yeah. So, and in fact, I think from my perspective, from what you've just said, it makes it easier for a person to know what they need to do to be a good Muslim. Absolutely. So these are the you know you want to be a good Muslim. This is what you do, and this is what because it's all well and good, and this is where you know to say that I'm a Muslim. But then you have to act upon the principles of Islam to be that good Muslim, and these conditions, you know. It's almost making it easy for you if you want to be, uh, you know, and, and accepting the, the promised Messiah as we have done. Yeah. Um, he's, it's been made easy for us in that we've got these conditions so we know what to do to be a good Muslim. Sure, but I think we also, um, as Amity Muslims, we also take this allegiance or this pledge on regular, frequent occasions that's right, yeah. as well. Yeah. And that is a point where we do it together and it kind of reinforces yeah. our commitment to it. and everybody needs that reinforcement you know yeah. it's sort of it's just like to some extent you might say you know new year's resolutions right yeah you you have resolutions to to reform yourself to change right. to yeah, improve no, good right point, yeah. so in a similar kind of way your pledges are that framework yeah you know and and everybody will s- struggle with some things along the lines yeah and i think the other f- aspect of it all is that you know you can take the very simplistic approach to it and say i don't have to do this i don't have to do that i try and do this try and do that yeah. but they're also even for the more uh, committed Muslim, for mm-hmm. example, it, there will be elements in there that, will, if they put their mind to it, will challenge them and, and make them yeah. work harder to achieve those sort of goals. Yeah. So it's it's um, it, it doesn't set kind of like I would say targets within yeah, yeah. those, those yeah. things. Well, you need to set those targets within those. You can measure yourself against it. Yeah, you can to some extent, but there are areas where you'll always find, oh, I can improve, I can improve yeah, this, yeah. this, and yeah. this. So there are things that you can improve on in, in all aspects, I think. Yeah. Um, but it really is the framework 
to to get you in the right track as well. And I think that's really what I think is interesting around the 10, 10 particular steps or 10 conditions that we, we outline in this. Yeah. So, and the thing is, something like this, and even we spoke about this when we were doing our programs on the five pillars, this is something that should affect society as a whole, I guess. You know, it's, yeah. these aren't just, I mean, it's for, it's for a Muslim, it's for an Amdi yeah. Muslim, but it should affect a society to make it well be, be the betterment for you know, society, the world in, in the end, if these principles are followed. Yeah. And I, and I think that's an important fact. It's, it's nothing there that's uh, insular. It's not just isolated to the Muslim and nobody else is involved. It's like anybody, there may, there may be people who hold these principles without actually being Muslim. I'm not saying that you know, they've accepted Amdiyat or anything yeah. like that, I, but they may have these, they may, you know. I, I part, believe, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you could look at uh, even if you were to Google, for example, sort of self-development top tips right. or something like yeah. that, you will find certain things in those top tips that will be, you know, reflective of these conditions yeah. in certain cases, certain areas, right? And I think there's some crossover there. Yeah. For example, you know, we can talk around, we've talked about prayer as one of those conditions. That's I'm right, sure we'll yeah. come back to it. But there are elements within, you know, self-development scenarios which will touch upon a similar kind of concept of what prayer is, right? They might refer to it as meditation or mindfulness or something along those lines. Yeah. Why they have those things, it's also quite important. We, we would substitute, for example, prayer in those particular instances. So there are crossovers yeah. in the wider world, but there are things quite unique about the, the bats with the, the, and, and the hen conditions where I think, Actually, you know what? This, this—if we all did this, this would make us a lot better as, as a society as a whole. Yeah. And, and I think we'll touch upon this along the way. Okay, so let's uh, crack on and let's look at the first one. Okay, so, uh, first one is shirk, yeah. and that is associating partners with God. Yeah. So nice and easy one to start with, Asif. Yeah. So like, this is the first of of those ten conditions. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to reference uh, the, the Quran itself sure. first, and in which Allah has said. Um, in chapter 4 verse uh, let me remind myself 49 it says surely Allah will not forgive that any partner be associated with him but he will forgive whatever whatever is short of that to whomsoever he pleases and whoso associates partners with Allah has indeed devised a very great sin so it's quite a heavy you know a requirement you know you know there is it's almost saying it's unforgivable to associate partners uh, with God, so you know this is what we're we've accepted now that there is one God, and it's about the unity of God, and that there is no equal, you know, yeah. being. So, so let's take from uh, a Muslim perspective. The first thing yeah. Muslim, when we talked about the Shahada, the first thing that a Muslim says, you know, that he believes in God and that he so he's the only one worthy of worship, right? Yeah. So he accepts that he's the only one worthy of worship. But that's you can say that, somebody can say that, but at the same time. One of the things slightly different about the, this particular one is that associated partners with with God. So, even though you may say, "Okay, God is the only thing I'll worship," but there are things that you might associate or give a status to that are important to you, almost yeah. like you know you 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 adore or you desire or, yeah. or you're devoted to that that take up your time and and your um, your devotion to some extent, right? Yeah, and and we all have that. I mean, that's a it's a very broad. That's one. right. Yeah, it's it, first and foremost. You're, you're ultimately saying there's there's only one deity that you're worshiping, but at the same time, you, we all can look at our lives and think, you know, is our is our career our our god? That's right. Is our is our car that we worship more, or and, and spend so much time cleaning and you know our fast car, or yeah, yeah. or is our money and our wealth something that we yeah. we sort of adore? Um, and sort of are, are very precious about is it our um, friends for example we, yeah. may, we may feel the love or our friendship and, and you know, in terms of social media is a very good example of how people feed off that love you know and, yeah. that's it, and it's a similar kind of concept of of having a, creating a partnership with God so there are so many different realms of where this can happen right and if you were to look at that context of that concept outside for, for let's say a non-Muslim for example right yeah. then it's worth knowing for that person where their adulation and where their devotion is going to yeah what do they what, what things are not just valuing valuing means that essentially that you you respect it you are, uh, appreciate it mm-hmm. but you're where your devotion is going yeah more than it should be and, yeah. and where um, you are almost almost sort of 
bending over to sort of uh, re- admire or respect? Is yeah. it a person? Is it is it a devotion on or, or, of a certain thing that you're doing or a career or whatever? Yeah. E- even if it's you know like you you spend so much time on online gaming for example something crazy yeah but you know it's it's taking your devotion away yeah from 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 the deity you, you want but even if you don't have that data you have to then refocus around who who is that thing that you are uh, centered around yeah and uh, as other things for example having some equal footing on that sort yeah. of thing. so it, it's very important for people to reflect upon that what is the thing that they uh, have so much love and, and admiration for or work and, and actually to some extent are worshipping in, in in a lesser or more extent by by admiring it yeah because actually it, it, the promised messiah he's actually said uh, he's actually referenced this very point yeah uh, in, in terms of shirk where he says shirk does not merely mean bowing down before stones etc rather is also shirk that you should depend entirely on it is it is it's shirk if you depend entirely on worldly means and emphasize worldly idols. That's what shirk is. So, like, if you're focusing on the worldly items, all, this, yeah. all that you just mentioned, this is as much shirk as sort of saying there's another being, yeah. you know, that, you know, uh, associating in, in you know in partnership with God or something like that. Um, so, you know, it, 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 and, and for, I'm thinking from the perspective of someone who perhaps doesn't f- follow Islam or doesn't believe in God, maybe. Yeah. Okay. If you were to say to them, yeah, we do not associate it's a sin yeah. you know to associate partners with God uh, and to focus on these items that you've just mentioned they may then they could reflect upon themselves then I am devoted to something you yeah. know they may think hang on yeah I love doing my you know I'm focused so much on this that it's taking me away from my family even you know yeah. uh, you know so they have learned that they're doing some of that but if they're then told if don't associate partners with God and it's a great sin then suddenly maybe that thought of God can come in their head and you know then the idea of take you know bring them bring them back into focus maybe absolutely I think there's there's definitely a case where the reflection upon um, what you see as your benefactor essentially mm-hmm. you know we see God as our benefactor yeah and therefore he is worth worshiping he's worth uh, paying attention to yeah uh, and and communicating with so it's the the thing that people see as their benefactor that they admire and, and so forth. That's the thing that they need to probably reflect on and put into context as well. Okay. Is it really the most important thing? Are you giving too yeah. much attention to your career or or to something else or to somebody yeah. that you, is really not justified in, in all true respects? Because people can have obsessions all the time. Obsessions, right? You know, they get obsessed with stuff. Get, yeah, and you know, it it, it, it takes more. And, and it, there's there's no kind of benefit at the end of it. You uh-huh. know, you know, like you mentioned gaming. I think that's quite. I know there's people who are addicted to that kind of stuff, and you know, in the end, it's going to amount to nothing. Uh, so you know to take you away from those kind of worldly and like you said the car the house the whatever yeah okay to you know you 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 have in a way you know you are in a way banged down to something else yeah some people might see fame for example yeah exactly that's a big it's one yeah celebrity really culture celebrity yeah. culture fame mm. it's an amazing uh, allure and it's and it's fake you know and, and yeah. people will still want that kind of concept of, of giving themselves to something or worshipping or yeah. being a fan or something too much and that is a similar kind of concept of saying well you know you're actually investing something that's not living up to his promise yeah. and in, in the, this is the thing where Shirik is and, and even if you are not um, a concept of believing in God you should still recognise yeah. the the f- faults of those other um, idols, or, yeah, 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 false That's idols, right. false idols, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and actually, um, actually, recently, I, I heard uh, an imam at uh, giving us a, a small, a small talk uh, at, at the local mosque I was at, and he spoke about uh, social media influencers, yeah, and how people look up to them and how they influence, which is yeah. their job. And uh, you know, I suppose in a way, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to, you know, there is people. Because and I'm not saying this because recently I heard there's a couple of famous ones. Um, I think one's name is KSI and the other one is Paul Logan. Oh no, John Logan, something like that. I can't yeah. remember. And uh, Logan, Paul, Paul, Logan Paul, Logan Paul, <laughs> Logan Paul. Sorry, so I'm not into it as much as you know. I know I just read about them. I don't really follow them. Uh, Did the imam mention him by name or something? I don't know if he did. It's just that he was. That's what the mind that came. That's, <laughs> that's what came into my mind. And why it came to mind is because they 
together got together and was it Joe Rogan or something? Is it, yeah, 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 yeah. We got, <laughs> I, don't know, it could be, I don't have a clue. Okay, uh, there's all these names that we thought, like this is a celebrity culture, right? Yeah, and um, they he's, they've developed a drink, they've come out with a drink that you know, okay, they, yeah, it's, and it's called Prime, I believe. I'm not too sure, but it's, 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 it's a drink, it's, a, it's, right. it's you know, it's a health drink, I think, I believe. And um, there were bottles of it being sold for over a hundred dollars maybe a hundred pounds and i think this is like a one pound fifty drink just because it was out out of the market and it's just because it's been sold by them just and you know yeah. it's because people so look up to them yeah and i'm just focusing on this one thing i know we were talking about show but it's like people look so look up to it that they're willing to do anything to get something owned by them or produced by them, yeah. them yeah. that they see these people and this is where you know people need to take a step back because that stuff is not, i mean Someone spends £150 on, yeah, exactly. on a health drink. I'm, I'm thinking something's wrong. Yeah, it's crazy sometimes. Yeah. But that's the thing, you know, you, you need to, people do, I think, ultimately you sit back and reflect yeah. on it and go, did I really do that or mm. should I really be doing that? Mm. But, you know, you, you buy into those celebrities over time. Yeah. They they win your trust and so on and so forth. And that's fine. But yeah. to some extent, when you realise that you're going yeah. over the, over and above what, you should be doing yeah and uh, i think and the other thing about sometimes you've got to also realize that some are you being taken advantage of as well this is true yeah and I was, but actually that's a really good point actually um by not associating partners by focusing having a focus on on god and accepting god and then focusing through there everything else becomes lesser so yeah. you won't get influenced by that kind of stuff yeah you know it's only it's like somebody says i'll buy this because this person said it it's like well you know <laughs> you know why you know yeah. what, you know just because they said it you know I'd, you know my focus is god i don't need to be like worried about what other people say or do and you know even in everyday life i suppose you could then suddenly the, the, the worries that you have about other things suddenly drift away because they're not as important yeah okay so um let's move on to the next one shall we yeah okay so that. number two uh and then the second condition is that he should keep away from falsehood cruelty adultery dishonesty disorder rebellion and every kind of evil and again before we uh, crack onto that and have a little think about that ourselves um, um, I'm going to reference the Holy Quran again chapter 22 uh, and I haven't written down the which verse I'm sorry but it says that is God's commandment and whose honours the sacred things of Allah it will be good for him with his Lord and cattle are made lawful for you but not from that which has been announced to you shun therefore the abomination of idols and shun false speech so they have dishonesty um, how does that how can that affect you yeah looking at the, the, the actual condition yeah. yeah this is a, really, it's a big one it's a big one but yeah. it's really an interesting one really when you know the first thing you're saying is okay you know you said recognize God mm. nothing else is, is as important mm. and, and so forth right so that's the idea of who who are you worshipping we've got that kind of nailed down so the next one it's it's very much saying to you um, you've got to practice self-control here right yeah and those self-control um, against what you would see in general your passions and your desires and so forth so, you know some people it comes naturally to speak faults you know to, to yeah. lie and to yeah. whatever right and it, it just you know what they call a white lie whatever right it's, yeah. it's just sometimes it's a natural thing to cover to protect yourself this and the other. yeah so you know people have fallen into that sort of behavior right yeah. even you know we talk about adultery it's like well you know who cares it's you know so so forth right yeah yeah so it's, it's, true. it's a kind of it's not it, people don't you know in the modern day don't carry that as a burden yeah, yeah. upon them right yeah, yeah, the yeah, conscience yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter yeah but you know there are things that we would do um even you know you know the idea of how you for example your eyes might wander yeah. for example and so forth so yeah. the the those are the sort of literally it's really just saying setting almost this kind of parameter around all this uh, foundations where you you don't go don't go beyond those boundaries right yeah so if that's false, don't do it. Yeah. If it's gonna, you know, if it's adultery, if it's trespassing, whatever, don't do those things. Right? Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't. Right? It's a lot of don'ts, right? Yeah. And it's appealing to your carnal, carnal desires. Remember, if you're stepping into the the world of a, a, a new structure that you framework that you're working in, the one of the primary things to do early on in the stage of the ten points is you've got to stop yourself from doing things that are going to make it worse. Yeah, right? that's right, yeah. So don't go, you know, you can't change yourself if you continue to yeah. do things that are just going to destroy you or the people around you, whatever, right? That's and right. And that's that's a really fundamentally interesting point. It's the, the, it's also about honesty and being having integrity yeah. and, and 
authenticity, as some people yeah. might use the term in modern wise. And those values, the positive elements of those values, come from the idea of not doing things <laughs> that will take you away from that, right? Yeah. You, you can't, for example... Um, you can't, for example, take the concept of, let's um, say, falsifying a, 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 a statement or a document yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the idea, oh, hey, it's not going to do any harm to anybody, so yeah. it's okay. Or, you know, who am I really harming in this instance, right? Yeah. It stops you from doing those things, even if you're in principle or your previous principles might think it's not, it's not going to make a difference yeah. or it's not harming anybody. It's basically saying you, you've got to be on the right track. And yeah. the right track is not do anything wrong that will affect others or yourself or yeah. make you a worse person. To, to be truthful and to be honest yeah. and to be fair and to be just, all of those kind of good quality values yeah. right, are only going to happen if you stop yourself from doing the, the wrong thing. And I think one interesting uh, analogy or, or a statement I would like to come back to on this one which really s- sticks with me but it's a, it's a, a, at the time of the, of the Promised Messiah which we has a Mizzah Qalam Ahmed um, in his time in the 1800s or something along those lines yeah. um, where, he, where he was around um, he obviously had a following at that sort of particular time and there was one particular individual that came up to him and that was, you know, he, he was doing all sorts of bad things. And, and he just sort of said to, to the promised brother, look, you know, how do I stop myself from doing these things? Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to stop doing these things, yeah. right? And one of his only kind of statements was, you know, just be honest, be, yeah. speak the truth or, or yeah. something along those lines, right? Yeah. It gave him one, 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 one thing to, to look at and change yeah. and do. Yeah. And that one thing was about being honest and truthful. So this person had to, all the bad habits, whether it was sort of, I don't know, smoking, drinking, addictions or yeah. anything along those lines that he may have referred to. Those things had to change because he knew that next time he sees yeah, the puncher, yeah, yeah. he could speak, he had to speak the truth. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, you know when sometimes you're in front of somebody yeah. and you know that that person knows you're not telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, right? that's right, yeah. So, you know, I guess, you know, he's like, I, I'm going to be caught out on this one. So yeah. if I Let's have be honest any about it. credibility, yeah. I'm going to have to stop doing those things. Exactly. Right? So therefore, if he was ever asked, you'd have to tell the truth. Yeah. And so that's where he, he had to change all of the other habits. Yeah. In order, because you know he wanted to stay stay the truthful to that stuff, yeah, yeah. and he would he didn't want to obviously say I lapsed and, and so forth, right? Yeah. So that would bring shame on him. So he, he yeah. was stuck in this in this quagmire of having to change for this one promise he's made. So the idea of truthfulness is 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 actually a very strong element, and that idea of being truthful and avoiding all of those things that are falsehood have a very powerful effect, and and. That creates a, a good value system for yourself because you define those stepping over those boundaries are going to take you into an area where it's going to drag you back down, right? Yeah, because earlier um, earlier I mentioned that you know sometimes people may follow these rules sort of without knowing it because they they're a good person then then they're doing that. Yeah. But in this case, you have got someone who's probably inclined to do bad things, but is being focused to do the good things by something that the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, has actually said. Yeah, and also, you know? You know, let's, let's be fair, you know, we all can come across areas where we can overstep the mark, whether it's even mm. like, you know, you know, our eyes are sort of um, sort of wayward in some respects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, right, you're all, right. All, yeah. all people, even of the highest quality, will always be challenged even to adhere to this one. Yeah. And we are, even in terms of truthfulness, we, you know, we're challenged with life's little trials and so forth. So it's still a hard one to keep up with yeah. um, for whoever you are as a person. And, and it's, But it's still critically important that it follows from the first one. Yeah. You know, the first, and I, I love the way that sequence happens and that it's, it's, it's the one where you have to sort of protect yourself most and foremost because otherwise there's no point in the other steps yeah. coming into play if you can't nail that one down or can't work on that one yeah. as the most important one. So as a second to... to, to where, did, where does rebellion... So in, in that second yeah. condition, we've also got disorder and rebellion. That's an interesting one because I think, you know, one of the key things around this is about being led... I guess, or by your passions and your and so forth. So, right. So you can you can use disorder yeah. and rebellion in the form where anger takes the the better part of you. Yeah. Right. And if you look at that, where your passion and your anger takes the better part of you, so that you think the only way to change 
is to 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 be aggressive or to to, yeah. ag- to be aggravative yeah. and, and to be to to be rebellious in some respects. That's the only way you're going to yeah. get change. You know, throw your toys out of the pram kind of thing, right? Whatever that might be, yeah. the concept is, right? It, and you it, actually mentioned in your hadith uh, sayings of the Prophet earlier yeah. regarding following authority. Exactly, right? So, so authority is an important part of the, the process. Yeah. Because authority, unfortunately, is, you know, it doesn't, it's not perfect, but it has to be worked towards serving the people properly, right? Yeah. And we talk about that, the balance has to be there where, you, where as a as a subordinate in a, in a society where you have authority, you have to give authority that respect and that yeah. opportunity to change and it may not happen straight away but you've got to give them that time as well so uh, uh, respect for authority is very important in this yeah. instance and because well. we have seen in history where there has been rebellion it hasn't led to things better Rebe- we even, even under kind of oppressive systems yeah. when there has been a rebellion in a kind of disorderly way um, you know by by causing disruption it hasn't led to anything better well because Neil, in, inevitably because when you create disorder rebellion Disorder by nature doesn't have any structure, right. right? Yeah, and you can't bring structure to a disorder. Disorder is yeah. hard to bring structure to. Yeah, and therefore, to create something positive, it's a very painful process. Yeah, that may follow before you get order yeah. and and something new and and better to establish. The question will always be about whether that painful process is worth it. Yeah, and 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 you know there may be, uh, may there may be times and opportunities for, for a proper rebellion, but honestly, in most cases. That's the thing you need to avoid, right? Mm-hmm. Because inevitably, most cases, it doesn't work out the way it should. Yeah. Um, but yes, that's the is a tricky one to understand. But yeah, it's yeah. really down to this idea of, of controlling your... Pa- I mean, we, we talked about adultery within there as well. And yeah. adultery is uh, a, a, um, a, a, an action based upon desire, right? Between yeah. your passions and so forth. And the similar thing, your passion, your anger and so forth, lead, can lead to rebellion and chaos and, and disorder. So it's a similar thing around you controlling your carnal desires, your um, your, your own anger, s- anger, and and your just you know to keep a cool head, yeah. to be in control. Yeah, that's kind of the the key thing: rein yeah. in, be in control of yourself, and that leads to a better state of mind and a better way forward as well. Because actually, I was just as we were talking, I was wondering how can you know it's it's an interesting list there. You know, falsehood, cruelty, adultery, dishonesty, disorder, rebellion. How does that fit into a thing? But you know, ultimately, if you hold on to this kind of rebel feeling, it it leads to distrust as well, which is part of dishonesty, I guess. You know, so um, you know, it's 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 it's, a, it's one we could go on about for ages. Uh, one probably yeah. we could maybe unpick in the future, but let's move on to the third condition. Yeah, which is, and this one is probably more specific to being a Muslim. So let's let's look at this one carefully and uh, number three is that he shall offer prayers uh, uh, five times daily so this is incumbent on Muslims to do uh, once they become yeah. a Muslim is to pray five times daily you know yeah. this is one of the pillars of Islam it's one of the conditions yeah. of, of this uh, uh, one of the ten conditions of allegiance that we're speaking about yeah and I think also I mean you can prayer also takes a lot of forms as well even in the concept of the remembrance of, of God or your creator right so mm-hmm. it takes a number of forms but also at the same time you know in the the more non-religious uh, concept of that is is concept of meditation, which is mentioned or mindfulness is mentioned in mm-hmm. forms where it serves. What sort of purpose does it serve? Is this whole yeah. idea of inner reflection? Um, it also to create kind of a peace or, or so forth inside you through this process, right? To create a kind of sense of of to center yourself to some yeah. extent, right? And prayer does a lot of that same thing. I mean, we, we you I think I've mentioned before to me that how the things that we read about in in self-help books about meditation mindfulness yeah. they they have a similar you you take the same issues that you do with prayer yeah. so the 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 muslim prayer essentially is this kind of concept of um practice but not just bodily movements but also you know the the sentiments that you're sharing with yeah. with god and the worship you're having the idea that you actually share with your creator the things you want the needs and so forth so it's a way of actually centering yourself throughout the day mm-hmm. you know you're just the same as you nourish your body with food and, and good materials you're also nourishing your soul yeah. right sort of five times a day yeah. right and you're cleansing those things as well so there's an element that that's what it serves right so things you may be doing in between that may not be quite right or whatever but you've got this 
area of prayer where you reflect and you center yourself. And that's one of the great things about prayer as well. So it it can be you, you can substitute it with other things if you yeah. were if you're a non-believer or so forth. But if you if you get it from meditation or a reflection, those are important things that you could also substitute. But obviously, ideally, this whole idea, if you're a believer in a, in a creator or whatever, then the reflection upon that is yeah. also incredibly useful. Well, it's interesting that because, in you know, you mentioned meditation and uh, mindfulness, which are, you know, are kind of hot topics nowadays. Um, and you, they're so closely related. It's, it's almost like they've taken from what the prayer is and they go right up to the point of where we would believe, OK, now bow down to God. And they would say, oh, no, you know, at that point we stop you know yeah. and it's like well hang on you're, you're doing everything but praying to God why don't you believe in a, in a God then and, you know yeah, it's, and it's like you're doing you're doing everything that you know you 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 got a desire there to look for something greater than yourself right yeah and and, and yet but they they'll reject the idea of God I, I mean it's quite true it's the interesting thing you can reflect on I think almost every uh, bookshop I might go into whatever, yeah. it, you look at the say the, the number of stacks of or shelves dedicated towards the self-help or self-development right, yeah. Yeah, area is huge compared to, let's say, just a religious book stand or a bookshelf, for example. Yeah. There's a huge amount of limitations on, on how much space, even though you might say, you know, people will say that the best-selling book in the world is the Bible, right? Yeah. But reality is, if if that is so important to people, why isn't there more shelf space given to books about religion? Yeah. And, and yeah. It, is, it just, there is this... I guess a changing world where prayer isn't seen as as, as an important part of personal development, and, yeah. and maybe that might change in time. But you know, people may have other ways of reflecting on things, but not yet prepared to make the, the yeah. jump over to a to a you know God as a deity and and, and to worship through that. Yeah. But you know, I think we've spoken about and a lot of people in um, on this channel and on, on this uh, we've spoken radio about station yeah, have right. talked about how yeah. what the fruits and the benefits of, of prayer there's are. a nice actually uh, saying by the Promised Messiah that I, I, I really liked I picked up on it and uh, it's in his book um, uh, Ruhuna Kazain which um, you know you can, you can again again all of these references you can look, go on www.alislam.org uh, and look it up and uh, he says that offer the, he, said, oh, he said it twice offer the prayer offer the prayer that is the key to all good fortune. It's simple. It's a, it's a simple line, you know, yeah. but it's a nice one, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, being asked to, you know, you're being asked to pray. Being pray is beneficial. Have that belief in God. Yeah. Given all the other ten conditions as well. Um, and then to you know, bow down and, you know, say that prayer is, is, is truly beneficial to you. That's, I mean, that's, that's what we're essentially saying, I guess. Yeah. So, um, and, and again, this may feel very specific to someone as a Muslim, but I think, like as you mentioned, there's also a benefit for those who, you know, are not Muslim. I, I guess, you know, uh, if they were to get up to that. Right. Let's look at the fourth. Should we go for one? Let's go for it. Yeah. Okay. Number four: that he shall not inflict injury on any of Allah's creatures. Yeah, interesting one, right? Hmm. So there seems a bit of a departure from the other few, but it's, you know, I think. It's a principle. It's almost that, like moves naturally as well onto that one. Well, if it's it's a natural um, acceptance where I know some people uh, who don't necessarily believe in in God will have a principles that they abide by and says that I live my life by you know I won't do any harm if it, I won't do any harm to anybody or any, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, so yeah. If I won't do any harm to anything, right? that's yeah. my my objective, right? So yeah. it's a simple principle you can where somebody might live their life by. Yeah, it's. It, in itself, it's is a is a great thing, but in, in in isolation of other kind of principles and values, it, it it can fall short, right? Yeah. So the idea here is is very much that I, in context that you now have this concept where you've, you know, you let's go through the steps where you you're evolving as a person. You're in terms of you define your deity and how who where you give your worship and your interest to. In in this case, for Muslim, it's it's God, it's Allah. Um, and then you've also defined on the basis that you're going to stay away from things that are going to be bad for you, yeah. and you're going to improve your honesty and your and integrity along the way. And then you've got this other element of, of your process where you're now praying, you're actually now recognizing God, you're relying upon God, you're sharing with God, you're being grateful and so forth, right? Yeah. All of those things are coming. And then you've got the stage where if you do all of those things, you now have a, 
you now have to still be in society, right? Yeah. You now have to be a, a living body in the world outside you. Yeah. So now you have to interact with people, you have to do things, you have to see things, you have to action, and, and you then have to have a, a, a code to, to work with, right? And your code first and foremost is is that don't harm anything else, even, though, even if it's an animal or, yeah. a, or a pet. Or and it says, a, yeah, all, all, all of Allah's creatures, so yeah, anything, yeah. And it also reflects on your environment as well, right? Yeah. So you're not going to go off and, you know, chop down rainforests or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah. So it, it's it's important for you to do that. You know, if you have a factory or something, you know, you're, you're going to have to be conscientious of, of the pollutants that you put into the environment. You have to be responsible for that. That's that's harm that you could do to other creatures because yeah. your action has a consequence to it. So, you know, the responsibility of that is, is not just simplistically how you do with your tongue is your actions and your consequences of those actions. Yeah. So because harm to, can take many forms, I guess you're exactly, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, you could, you could pollute a river, you could pollute uh, all of these things yeah. through your actions. You have to be conscientious of yeah. all of those things and the consequences of it. Perhaps it's about being a bit woke, right? In terms yeah. of the idea of being aware of, of, of your actions and, and the consequences that, that might happen. Right. So, yeah. In this context, I think it's a it's a wonderful uh, alignment to say that you, you know, don't first and foremost don't do any harm to, to the to the society or the people around you. Yeah, and it means also with your tongue as well, right? So when you're interacting with people, yeah, you know, a, a cruel word, a, a rude word, or a, yeah, or, or a, even even a, a bad joke at somebody's yeah. thing, right? You've got to be conscientious of of the harm you do with those things and, and that's the change you have to make and to yeah and I think that's that's um, and actually it, it, it ties in nicely with all the other you know just as, as we're talking I was looking at the other other, other conditions and you know when we, when we were talking about dishonesty and yeah. um, cruelty you know yeah. earlier on you know they they they, 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 they can they, they're interwoven you know the, yeah. these conditions so you know by doing one you can you can you can move on to the next so there seems to be kind of a natural progression on there and you know inflicting injury like you know you, you mentioned it can take you know kind of so many forms and you know we're talking all of Allah's creatures we're talking people we're talking animals we're talking yeah. the nature around you you know definitely so you know it, it's it's and I think that is you know given that I heard um, recently on a on a I think it was on a panel talk show, like one of these open forum play kind of shows, yeah. where they, where they, somebody felt religion was outdated because it didn't um, it didn't address those kind of needs uh, needs of 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 nature and uh, that you know uh, ecosystem and this kind of thing. But when you look into it and when you're told to do these simple rules, they they affect that, and so they are very relevant to you know things that we're seeing today and the way. You know the, the behavior today towards people and nature and, and and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think you know we have a society which is slightly different in the sense that you know we we have so many more people pumping out so many more chemicals and issues in the world, and we have so much more interaction with people. Yeah, um, it, it's it's we also have this kind of we've talked about this before about how people behave on social media where they can hide behind mm -hmm. different uh, personas or right, something, yeah, right? yeah. And, and they can say things which they would otherwise get away with so you know when you have yeah. this concept of this 10 conditions or this one of these conditions saying you you can't be cruel you can't um, be cruel to, you, yeah. to other creatures right? you know the, even if it's bullying whatever it's, you, you can think yeah, you can yeah. get away with these things yeah, yeah. but when you have a kind of an accountability factor yeah and you've made these promises and you ha you're accountable, not just maybe to yourself if you want to be, you know, non-religious or something, but yeah. you're accountable to, to a God, then you can't hide behind uh, any any kind of mask or any kind of um, cloaks and, That's right, and yeah. so forth. So you, you are obviously going to be careful to yourself, to your, to your God and so forth. You're accountable in that regard. So that's a huge framework there in terms of keeping you in check. Yeah. I, I, and I love that one because, you know, it's a simple kind of principle about, it is, yeah. about harming you know when you define what harm is and it covers everything from your from your tongue to your behavior to to your actions and so forth yeah. it's just yeah. amazing and it's not just um, a physical kind of concept it covers a whole range of stuff so you do look at what you do and whether that will leave somebody with a or people with a with a bad situation so it's it's incredibly but it's also because it's quite tangible in some yeah. respects you know you can see whether or not there is harm done there, yeah, so it's clear, right. clear, clear, and concise. But it, in itself, yeah. on its standalone, it's it's great. But it's not. 
it's not a principle that can you can live in, on its own because yeah. there are other things around it that are important as well and we'll come on to those sort of things as well yeah okay let's look at um the fifth one which uh, will probably be the last one for this show we'll do the other five in in, in the next show sure. but let's look at the fifth one which is uh, that he would bear every hardship for the sake of Allah now this one I was thinking about this yeah. and you know this is almost about a test of your character you yeah. know you know bearing hardship for the sake of Allah I mean we can break it down into two parts you know bearing hardship and then for the sake of Allah but to bear hardship you know everyone's goes through a tough time at some time I guess I mean I, I think everyone maybe there's people, lucky people who don't have to go through that but you know at every time in your life you're going to go through some kind of hardship and it's like a test of your character and it's one of those things I've said before sometimes you will be tested in that way and you have to go through things and you know it's it's, it's you know having that belief in Allah and this actually goes back to uh, Shirk as well and like um, the belief you have in God uh, then to bear that hardship you know is to not despair which you know is to you know face up to the the problem not face up to I'm not trying to say sort of man up or anything like this I'm just yeah. saying that you know sometimes you have to go through a tough time to get to the other side of things get better yeah I think in in the self help world of <laughs> things the terminology I think t- tends to be used is is to be resilient right resilient right, right. Yeah. so that's the the term that's being used right yeah. it's the idea of having that. I guess that backbone to yeah. to withstand stuff, right? To, yeah. to hold fast. The, the question also then is is y- how you hold fast is is important as well. How you yeah. how are you resilient, right? What yeah. what is the foundation of re- your resilience, and that's critically important as well. And if if it's it's in its if its foundation is faith, then it's a lot of stronger. Um, area to, to to build on, so I think that's really a kind of an interesting aspect of things because you know the the, the world outside religion and sort of self help world will say resilience is a very important part of the process yeah. um, of of you succeeding and developing and so forth. You know, stay strong, stay with it, so and so forth. Mm. But you have to have the 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 hope and the faith to know that it's going to get better. Right? Yeah. And and sometimes that's built on the side, it always gets better and so yeah. forth. Right? I mean, we're told, in the, we're told in the Quran, we're told, as Muslims were told in the Quran, that um, you're going to go through times of hardship and uh, that there is trials, trials, of, of, trials. Of the yeah. things you value the most in terms right. of, whether it's your, you know, it's your financially you can be tried, your kids, you tried by you your know, whatever, your family, you know, yeah. yeah. Your reputation as your well. Reputation, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a huge thing. People value their reputation in their society or their people or their family. There, um, you know, it's it could be a challenge related to love. It could be a challenge related to your, you know, your family. It could be a yeah. challenge related to your friends, to your honor, any kind of thing you can think of, right? Yeah. So, you know, your career as well, right? Yeah, so, yeah. all of these kind of things um, will get challenged along the way, right? Your children are sometimes a huge challenge to you as well at the same time, yeah. and that's the that's the idea. And it's very easy for people to think. Um, why is this happening to me? Yeah. Why me? Right. And you know, some people might say, "No, why not you?" Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Why fair you? Enough question. Well, yeah. It's a fair point, right? But the the idea is is that there it will be challenging to you, right? At some mm-hmm. point, things are going to be challenging to you because it will hurt you. You might suffer. You might actually come out a better person. Yeah. And the idea is to come out of it a better person. But through that process, is to not lose that faith in God, right? Yeah. To know that it will get better but my God's with me right and yep. I'll work it through with that and, and it's a huge challenge it's easier said than done I'm sure right yep. but that's the, that's what we have to, to to be resilient against and know yep. that it comes out and I think we've all gone through some of those challenges and hopefully we've come out of it better as well at the end of it all but yep. I'm sure there's more to come for us as well along the way and doing that for the sake of Allah I think that's that's kind of an important part of that bear, bearing heart because it's almost like Accepting that whatever is happening is controlled by God, what is happening is controlled by God, and in a way, if you're doing it for the sake of Allah, then Allah has recognized you as because it even says in, in the Quran that you don't, Allah will not burden you beyond uh, your capacity. I can't remember the exact, I haven't got it, it just came to my head, so I haven't got it the actual line by line. But uh, uh, a person is not burdened beyond their own capacity to yeah. you know, bear such a hardship, I guess. Um, but it's uh, for doing it for the sake of Allah that means. Okay, I can. Do, I can, it gives you a focus to say, look, I can get through this. And you know, yeah. on the way here, actually, I was listening to a, a talk show and they were talking about burnout and things like this and d- difficulties. 
that person may face and you know how to recognize that um and i suppose when you do something for the sake of allah then you're willing to go that extra mile to like or be you know, or be patient or to, be patient yeah, yeah or be patient to, 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 yeah exactly. to withstand the pain and the hardship and yeah. know that tomorrow will be better or yeah. day after will be better at some point it's going to yeah. ease your pain and what you know sometimes you know we get some of that it's amazing also when we go back to the concept of prayer as well because prayer i think inevitably when you're going through a difficult moment when you come out of a prayer session a moment of prayer and you you know you've shared your hardship with your creator you know there is this feeling of it feels a little bit better Right. Yeah, yeah, a little bit better than it was before, and and that's the nice kind of feeling that you know there yeah. are sometimes the prayer is the comfort, even in a difficult time for yeah. you, and you're sharing that. And I mean, it's, 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 it's in, in in tough times. The, sometimes the best thing is to sort of just let yourself kind of drop to the ground. I guess yeah. it is to say, you know, in the image you're doing prayer. Yeah, you know, you go to the ground and you know bow your head on the floor. Yeah, I'm talking about Muslim prayer specifically, yeah. obviously. Um, but you know that kind of giving yourself up to that point to where you can't you know where you're feeling feeling the pressure to just relieve that pressure by just getting on the ground you know do you, do you know sometimes i mean this is my kind of when i have a, a bad time or bad moment sometimes yeah. i think this is my i i've this is my reason to really have a good discussion or conversation with god right because maybe i'm not as as engaged in my prayers or whatever right yeah so the hard times is for you to turn around and at the same time engage with your creator yeah rely on upon your creator right yeah it's your reason to turn to him with a greater passion a greater kind of uh, um uh, involvement yeah. in that process so i think that one to me is a is a key one because sometimes you, you you can see it as an opportunity yeah and it sounds strange but it's it's that way of you saying that this is a way that you build that relationship with him. yeah and you know, tough times are are the ones that are the ones that uh, you know we all sit back and reflect upon. But yeah. I think there's also a kind of quote about you know after difficult times, good times will come or so forth. Yeah, yeah. There's a point of ease that comes after that as well, yeah. and it's an incredibly important one. I think this whole idea we talk about it in terms of resilience and and so forth. But what unless resilience is has strong foundations yeah. and a belief structure that you know it, how are you going to get through this and, and what's yeah. your mechanism of getting through it it's very important that it, you know in our religion and, and, and Ambedith and Islam yeah. you've got that foundation already and other faiths might have it as well yeah. but the idea that you, you use your creator as, as a as your foundation to to get through it and know that you know he is a creator of those situations yeah. uh, and he's given you free will so some sometimes those bad times that you get yeah. are a consequence of your own actions right, right? Yeah. yeah you can't sort of yeah. sometimes it's it maybe you feel it's a trial that's come come to you yes sometimes it can be coincidence right yeah. so you can say any of those scenarios can happen yeah obviously the god knows that those things are happening yeah but the idea is that you actually you know, have the resilience to work through that and you rely on your God to get you through that. Yeah, and interestingly, prayer is one of those things that, one of, one of the conditions that comes before. I mean, I know, I know these conditions aren't, it's not like do one, then do the other or anything like that, but it's interesting that prayer is there before that. You, you've got to have you prayer know, established. That's to right, yeah, exactly. The, that's right. The difficult, the difficult times, right? times yeah. yeah. So prayer's got to be there for the other yeah. the other things to, to take place. So it's, yeah, uh, that's why I think the order of it is quite an interesting thing. Yeah. Because you need that foundation of prayers for the other things that we And it, it, like you said, prayer is kind of one of the, the, the those those pillars that, that or of Islam. Um, so you know it's kind of really essential to to be to be praying regularly, <coughs> and to be you know really sort of engaged engaged in, in prayer before yeah. you can move on. Listen, I said this has been a really interesting conversation. We have got five more to get through, which we'll do in the next show. Ah. And um, uh, you know when when we get to it, we'll, we'll have a little think about it, and when, when, and we'll do it. But if uh, you know if anyone's listening, then uh, you know please do. Give us your opinion on at Voice of Islam UK if you're going to, if you're going to tweet anything. Um, you can also find this show on www.voiceofislam.co.uk. One of the other references I gave was www.alislam.org. So, you know, use those references. Find out more about the Pledge of Allegiance, and uh, then we'll we'll talk again next time. Yeah, yeah. I think the yeah the the ten conditions of bed, which is B A I. AT. That's um, good. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, you will find that on uh, alislam.org, which is a really good website for all things that you might want to get your teeth in uh, on this particular subject. Obviously, the, the book is very much orientated around Muslims, but you can also take those conditions and reflect upon them in context of 
the world that you live in. Thank you, Steve. And talk to you next time.